Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility via natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naterna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining. We have such an exciting session today with us on our adventure as a holistic fertility expert and licensed esthetician is angelique renee she is a coach and trainer to other licensed professionals in the area of non-toxic non-invasive beauty and anti-aging and she is here today to help us understand why non-toxic beauty is the thing that we should be doing why it's going to be safer for fertility and hormones what are the alternatives? We're going to even get into Botox, which I'm so excited about. Angelique, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. So Angelique, let's start with like, tell us, you know, a bit more in a bit more depth. What do you do? Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm, I have a background as a wellness coach and years ago, I realized the connection between beauty and wellness from the inside out. And, um, you know, long story short, you know, I was in corporate many years ago and my life got completely tipped out of balance where I looked around and it was like, I hit the wall with my hormones, with my weight and everything else. And this was before I changed careers many years ago, but, um, I started to notice that the women around me that were beautiful and brilliant and all these things were using things like Botox and fillers to mask and cover up the fact that their lives were completely tipped out of balance. And I'm a chicken with needles. (laughs) I was like, surely there's got to be a better way. And it really sent me on this mission to say, how can I get results, but be more gentle and loving on the body? Because the more I learn about our beauty practices and what specifically is marketed to women, the more I realize just um, how toxic it's become and how a lot of these things have become a household name. And we're not realizing the detriment to our overall health and our overall well-being. So I really have made it my mission to serve and support women, um, you know, in the areas of non-toxic, non-invasive beauty and anti-aging, just because there's this whole other world out there that um, aren't, isn't a household name that they may not be aware of. And the longer that I've been a practitioner, the more I'm seeing the long-term repercussions from a lot of the treatments that are out there today. Oh, I definitely want to get into that. So I, I love what you're saying because I feel similarly about what I do, that there's this whole world available um, to the public that, you know, people just aren't aware of and they don't know where to start. Um, and it's just like you were saying offline, you know, it's like Google search after Google search, you find yourself down these rabbit holes, but then you still don't really have the direction you need. Our first point of contact when it comes to anything, health and even beauty is our doctor. A lot of the time, okay, we're going to go to the dermatologist for beauty stuff, or I'm going to go to our, you know, general practitioner for any old thing that's wrong with the body. And when it comes down to it, 
a lot of the times very simple stuff like healing from inside out is going to help with beauty. Of course, there are things that we're going to do topically, which you're going to know all about. And, um, and for the common cold and things like we shouldn't be taking antibiotics. We shouldn't be running to the doctor. Like you can drink, um, lemon and apple cider vinegar at home. You can have some garlic, you can put onion on a plate beside your bed. There's so many things that we could be doing at home, but we just need the tools. So, I love that you're training people to do this. I love that you're working with this virtually because I, I I just wish you were in New York so that, you know, you could help me with my face, you know, but we'll, we'll do it virtually. But anyway, so let's get into, you know, what have you seen that is detrimental? Well, you know, a few things I was sharing when we were offline, just um, when I started changing things over in my household, after my daughter was born, I noticed that I had chemical sensitivity to my household cleaning products, like using chlorine bleach was giving me flu-like symptoms, mild grade fever, headaches, I'd be knocked down for a day or two, scrubbing bubbles made me sneeze. And I'm going, oh my gosh, like, how does this, if it's affecting me this way, how's it affecting my toddler or my Yorkie, (laughs) you know? And and so that's when I switched over those products, you know, and making sure I was bathing her and stuff that was clean. You know, a lot of people like to take baths and the water quality makes a difference. And the products that we're soaking in, you know, makes a difference. Our skin is the largest organ in our body and it absorbs everything and it goes into the bloodstream. So, you know, say, things like the household cleaning products was kind of the first thing I really fully overhauled in my household. Mm-hmm. And then I went to our toiletries and our beauty products. And one of the things that I learned, um, because there was a time where um, I studied cosmetic chemistry and I was uh, custom compounding mineral and botanical cosmetics for clients for a while. And um, I realized there's like 38 or 39 ingredients in our cosmetics here in the United States that are completely banned in Europe, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, we just have a different standard. And that's why I always started kind of looking towards Europe to see what's Europe doing, (laughs) you know, how progressive are they? What ingredients are they using? Because even for that matter, as an esthetician, um, and some people may know this through a dermatologist, something like hydroquinone, which bleaches pigmentation in the skin, um, does have an impact on your reproductive organs, you know, and so do acne medications, you know, those have an impact on your reproductive organs. Um, So I, I really started noticing noticing, you know, just how our, how we formulate here in this country. And I'm like, oh my gosh, women are lathering on layers and layers of all this stuff Mm. before they even get out the door every morning. And then, you know, we're absorbing all of that. And then I'm seeing women that are going through fertility issues and stuff. And it's like, there's such a huge component that has to do with our food, our food supply, the, everything we come in contact with that are hormone disruptors. And it is just sending people completely out of balance. And it's like, we go to the doctor to ask, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? But I feel that we're at this stage in evolution now where it's, we, the question we need to be asking is, what do we need to undo? Mm-hmm. We're hitting our toxic load. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what that toxic load is. And the one thing I do really feel passionate about is that our beauty should not be contributing to that. Our beauty should be enhancing our lives, making us feel better. Just, I always look at around saying, how can I get results, but be more gentle and loving on the body? There has to be a better way. There has to be a better way than coming at my face with a needle in order to inject synthetics or neurotoxin, you know, and it wasn't until, you know, I actually became licensed and started practicing.
practicing that then I started seeing, you know, the long-term repercussions of the stuff that nobody's talking about. It's kind of like a dirty little secret in the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. And even for that matter, I have even noticed, you know, amongst my holistic and integrative practitioners that they've moved away from conventional medicine because they realize how toxic all these things are. And they um, they still go and get their Botox and injectables because they hold it to a different standard because it's beauty. Yet it's still the same manufacturers. Yeah, no, no, no. Like the, there are places I have noticed women will compromise um, fertility, like inject anything into your body to get that done, which I totally understand because it's like a deep desire. Um, so fertility, beauty. And like, and, and that like more like the face, the injecting, the Botox, you know, anti-aging, I should say, and and weight loss. Um, These things I'm kind of like, this is where women um, I've noticed the values kind of go out the window, but I I do believe um, that if, you know, we knew that there were options available to us that, you know, didn't break the bank because that comes into it too. It's like, you know, you know, are, are all these natural things going to cost too much money? Like I'm a big fan of cosmetic acupuncture, for example, like you can get great results with, um, facial rejuvenation acupuncture, but here's the thing. It's costly. You have to go all the time. Like it's like, you know, once or twice a week for at least 10 sessions and you have to be there for like an hour and a half or something. Like it is a commitment. It works really well. Um, but you know, when somebody's like, well, you know, I can spend less money, go for Botox once every six months. Like, why would I do that kind of thing? I'm like, I'm like, I kind of get your argument. Like I can't really kind of fight with it because I'm a busy person too. And I do not have time to be, you know, um, spending all of that time on, on doing it that way. Now I should say I wrote a book, um, it's coming out in March and there's a whole chapter on toxins. Cause I've outlined, like the four major things that I believe affect reproductive health um, in both women and men. And toxins are a huge factor. Like I dove deep into research um, while I was um, writing the book. And I found that there are toxins in our cosmetics and in our household products that will actually cause us to be fat. That is very interesting because Mm -hmm. it messes with insulin receptor sites and inflammatory responses, which can make us pack on weight. Um, I learned that a bunch of the stuff in our cosmetics and our household stuff actually affects egg quality and depletes ovarian reserve, affects Mm -hmm. things like endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And in the landscape of fertility, egg quality, um, like the aging of our eggs and quality of our eggs is like a huge topic. And, and toxins are have a massive influence on that. And more and more is coming out. We know that toxins from smoking cigarettes dramatically deplete ovarian reserve. I mean, basically like they age the ovaries faster and deplete our eggs. That is the one that's like very well proven, but like phthalates, BPA, these kind of thing, like we're seeing a lot there too. And more will come out. Like even just stuff that's found in our water, as I'm always telling people to get a very good water filter. But like, so where would you tell our listeners to start? I would say, um, you know, first of all, looking at your body wash, I mean, you're washing your entire body, you know, and if you are um, a a person that likes to take baths, you know, make sure you're not sitting in like toxic bubble bath, you know, like you're, you're submerging your entire body in something, you know, and you're absorbing that. In fact, you know, I've seen the statistics on just how much more you absorb sitting in the bathtub than you do the shower. So water quality, like you mentioned, is terribly important because, 
you're exposing way more to your body to be able to absorb by just sitting in a bathtub. Um, so, you know, it really starts with those, those products, you know, your, your shampoos and conditioners, you know, I really do stay away from over the counter stuff. I really like buying stuff that's either handcrafted from, you know, somebody personally or companies that I know have high levels of standards and quality control when it comes to their formulations. And, you know, they're really on that mission of not adding those extra preserved and everything. Because what happens is when something goes on the shelves in a store, then, you know, the FDA says, well, let's water it down so the active ingredients don't harm anybody because you're not getting it from a licensed professional. Well, you add water that proliferates bacteria. Now you need a preservative. Preservatives don't smell good. Now you need a fragrance. Like it's just this whole stacking that takes place. And next thing you know, you've got this chemical concoction that has a sprinkle of some fairy dust of whatever that good ingredient was you thought was in there, you know? So it's better just to go ahead and get your, your products directly from, you know, a manufacturer or somebody that's mindful about how they craft those products. And then, uh, you know, um, cosmetics, it's so interesting because I don't typically buy drugstore and I was traveling recently and I just ran into a drugstore and I started looking around at foundations and I'm very big on reading the ingredients. I, I do that with my food. I do that with my cosmetics. I've just learned how to do that over the years. And, you know, and I tell my clients because they're like, well, what brand is best? And I just kind of tell them what to stay away from, look from these key for these key ingredients. But, um, I picked up a bottle of foundation that literally said on the package, flammable until dry. So could you imagine putting a foundation on your face and it's literally flammable until whatever it is that's in there evaporates and dries on your skin? I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, who would want to put alarming. this on their face? Oh, yeah. and, and it is like when you start reading it, you're like, okay, like that doesn't sound good, but you have to take the time to read it. You know, I tell everybody like read the labels and if you don't yes. recognize a bunch of this stuff, like just don't. And it's so funny that you said like, oh, a sprinkle of the ingredient that's supposed to, you know, that you're looking for, like, oh, you know, this is an algae, you know, a natural sea buckhorn or whatever um, product. And it's the last ingredient in the list. Like literally there's a sprinkle. If I have learned anything about marketing, what I have learned is that you can put mm -hmm. an ingredient into something, even if it's like 0.001 percent of the entire formulation because I see it in like nutritional bars in um like a lot of these uh like quote unquote healthy versions of soft drinks these days they're like oh there's lion's mane adaptogen mushroom but it's like the last ingredient and it's literally a sprinkle like there's not enough in there to have any kind of effect on your physiology positive or negative um, but you read it and you're like, oh, great. It's in there. That sounds wonderful. So what do you think are like the top three most evil? And it could be more than three, um, or just one. What are the top three most evil, like toxins found in cosmetics? Um, well, they, you've got your parabens, you know, you want to stay away from those, uh, the phthalates and the sulf, the sulfates, you know, in your shampoos, um, you know, and you mentioned even the BPA packaging, right? Um, those have, you know, uh, ingredients that can actually affect, you know, your estrogen levels or mimic estrogen in the body. Um, cleaning up the diet is terribly important too. And I'll tell you, this is one thing when it comes to skincare that I often see, they skip 
over the basic fundamentals of skin health. Mm-hmm. And when I, I was actually an acne specialist for three years straight, and so much of it was me counseling on, you know, the diet and the hormonal impact that certain foods have and everything else. So it's like, we're getting this double whammy. It's like a sandwich effect in the body. And then if you to have a kid that's had like multiple rounds of Accutane, you know, for acne, that has a, a physical and a physiological impact, even with, with mental health as well. So, you know, if you're a parent looking at your kid, wondering if you should go on Accutane, um, do your research because again, it can Im- impact the reproductive health, yeah, but, yeah. um, you I know, don't even, I would say don't even do research. Just don't do it because yeah. I was on, I was, and sorry to interject. I was on Accutane yeah. when I was a teenager. I had terrible cystic acne because I have polycystic ovarian syndrome and I would go to the dermatologist and, and I would be like, I'm pretty sure my acne gets worse if I eat dairy or chocolate. No, no, no. Um, your diet doesn't matter at all. Take the Accutane. My mom didn't know any better. She didn't look deeper. And, you know, there's a bazillion lawsuits against Accutane. I can't even believe that they're still dispensing this stuff. It has wreaked havoc on my digestive system. Definitely my brain chemistry. I, I noticed that like, I have had to really do a lot of work with my own methods to kind of restore balance there. So digestion, inflammation, um, menstrual regularity, um, reproductive health. Thank God I'm in the profession that I'm in that I could kind of reverse a lot of the damage that that did. But for a lot of people, the damage stays and that's why there are so many lawsuits against it. And, and, but, but again, it comes down to like, what are the options? Like now we know about you, you know, we're going to, shout your information from the treetops, but acne is a really hard thing to deal with. It was awful having my face look like a pepperoni pizza. Um, you know, people were mean and it, and it was yeah. scary. I didn't know if I would get scarring. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the, the drugs aren't worth it. And even with the cosmetics and you were asking about the main ingredients, like, so I'll go back to that really quick. Um, you know, a few ingredients I stay away from in cosmetics specifically is dimethicone, which Mm -hmm. has a silicone base Mm -hmm. and it creates this film over the skin. And the reason that they use it is to smooth the appearance of the texture of the skin. So it takes it from orange peel to apple, Mm -hmm. but that film does not allow the natural oils to rise to the surface of the skin. It like seals it. So for, so it can cause breakouts. It can cause clogged pores. Um, bismuth, uh, bismuth is one of those things kind of, kind of like Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> bismuth, um, it's chalky and they use it as a mattifier, but it will actually dry out your skin. So, um, you know, a talc, you don't want to use anything with talc in it. We're seeing all the lawsuits around talc these days, you know, just uh, the, you know, cause everybody used to use talcum powder, you know, and so they were inhaling yeah. it, it had an impact on their, and they feel that there's links to ovarian cancer with that too. So, uh, but yeah, when it comes to acne in particular, you know, I, I saw so many people come from the dermatologist that had, you know, the topicals, they would um, give them harsh antibiotics that mm-hmm. would wreck their gut microbiome. You know, a lot of these kids have leaky gut syndrome anyways. And it's this whole effect. And I mean, we could do a whole segment on that just because, you know, we are the first exposure to the gut microbiome is passing through the birth canal. And if in C-sections are up by like 35% in our country. Mm -hmm. So next line of defense is breastfeeding and women are not breastfeeding as much or as long. And next thing you know, kid gets an ear infection, they're Mm -hmm. giving them antibiotics. And now you've got a child that is sick more often than they're well. And they end up later with leaky gut. And then they start 
going through puberty and have hormonal fluctuations like this and then eat hormone impacting foods, it sets off a bomb in their system. And so um, I would see people come in from the dermatologist, their skin was inflamed and angry, their gut was angry. Mm -hmm. And it was a matter of like, okay, we need to stop the madness. Yeah, let's pamper, love, put back into balance, nourish, hydrate, nurture mm-hmm. the gut and the and the skin in order to create homeostasis. So that way it functions properly the way that it's supposed to. And there's all these topical creams and everything else, you know, that, that you can uh, put on out there, but that's only addressing one aspect. Mm-hmm. The topical is only one aspect. It really does come from within. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just our food supply, you know, with the GMOs and the pesticides and everything else, it, it you know, even, uh, you know, soy, soy is like a triple whammy in our country. I can't tell you how many health webinars I've been in and been on where they talked about the benefits of soy. And they literally say, by the way, we're not talking about American soy. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because our soy is genetically modified to be resistant to pesticides. And those pesticides, not only does, is, does soy mimic estrogen in the body, but those pesticides also scramble our estrogen levels. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people blow out their reproductive system just by overdoing it with soy because they went vegetarian and they just mm-hmm. overdid it with the soy products. Yeah. So it's also bad for your thyroid. That, that was another thing that I was explaining to people. Like it's, it's kind of, it's a goitrogen. It affects thyroid function and thyroid function is function is pretty integral to um, reproductive function. Like there's a lot of research going on behind the scenes now about selenium and iodine for fertility because they um, help with thyroid function. So people are starting to eat Brazil nuts for fertility and what have you. So if we start to consume these foods that are affecting our gut health, which then affects our thyroid function, we're also affecting the reproductive, not to mention weight, mood, all of the things, right? But I couldn't agree with you more that it comes from within. My skin was starting to look kind of dry and the furrow in my brow was starting to become more pronounced and it's still there, which is definitely something I'm going to ask you about. But um, I started taking a bigger dose of fish oil, omega-3, and Mm -hmm. literally within 24 hours, my skin was glowing more. The furrow, the dryness had kind of softened a little bit. And I was like, this is just magical. Like, you know, and, and I eat a clean diet anyway. Obviously, you know, we know if we are going to be drinking more or smoking or doing these things, like we're just going to look more haggard. I do agree with you that there are some people that are a lot of people that are disguising how haggard they would look with, you know, plumping mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, seeing a lot of people through their pregnancy, I, I do see what it looks like when, you know, those things are removed. So I think what I'm hearing you say is that there is a way to maintain beauty um, Mm -hmm. without having to constantly plump and with, and there won't be the withdrawal effect when you're going through fertility treatment or pregnant. Hey everyone. I hope you're enjoying today's session. If you are wanting to still have focused on your beauty regime yet not have it compromise reproductive health or be dangerous for a pregnancy, then I suggest you look into a few things. One is obviously your nutrition. Another is cleaning out your medicine cabinet of all the toxic cosmetic products. But another is looking into things that can be working on your beauty in a natural way. I've developed this awesome product called Glow from my line of junk juice herbs. And Glow has 
a big dose of astragalus in it, which is amazing for egg quality, amazing for anti-aging, and amazing for making your skin glow. I've also got something in there called Romagna, which is very good for reproductive health, but it also takes away puffiness and under eye circles. There's some herbs in there like Attractyloides and Poria that are very good for healing gut issues. This formula is carefully formulated and gentle for women. So it is really good if you are going through fertility treatment and you're not supposed to be taking, you know, retinol or what have you for your skincare regime. Glow is something that's going to be good for your beauty as well as your reproductive health. If you are interested in checking it out, go to at junkjuicemagic instagram or www.junkjuicemagic.com to read more about the product now back to the show yeah so you know one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is even something as simple as heavy metal toxicity attacks the collagen in your skin mm-hmm. you know and i see so many people that you know when it comes to thyroid function i've noticed you know they're removing a lot more thyroids now and you know that's your hormone regulation and everything when in reality like things like Hashimoto's and stuff like that um Typically, if there's a high level of mercury in the thyroid, then the body attacks it as a pathogen, not realizing, you know, that it's not. And so uh, there are definitely ways and, and omega-3 fatty acids are one of those things I do tell people it, imp- it improves the quality of sebum and oil production in your skin and helps you hold hydration because the basic fundamentals of skin health are proper oil and proper water balance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, and if you are seeing something expressed in the skin, keep in mind that anything that's not processed by the liver or excreted through the bowel, your next filter is going to be to purge through the skin. It's got to come out somewhere. It's a matter of those detox channels and those detox pathways being open. I'll tell you even, that's why when I look at my clients and I do a treatment plan for them, I look at the nutritional component because there's things that we naturally stop producing with age. Hydrochloric acid in the stomach depletes with age to, you know, digest your foods. Um, Producing collagen depletes with age. And then also um, our stem cell production. Stem cells are responsible for all of the repair all the tissues and organs within the body. It depletes by 50% by age 35 and by 90% by age uh, 60. Mm-hmm. So, you know, learning the ways to stimulate, augment, and supplement, and also food therapy, those are the ways that you can um, support your body from the inside. Because what keeps us looking youthful is plump, supple skin. And so, you know, that's why I'm not a big fan of doing a lot of peels, you know, it's okay to do some mild to medium superficial peels, but you don't want to damage the integrity of the skin. You don't want to thin the skin over time because that in itself makes you look aged. And I'm seeing that people that have been using Botox and injectables for decades now, um, you know, layering product on top of product on top of product, you know, creates texture issues later on down the road. And I'm I'm seeing it thin the skin. I'm seeing muscle atrophy and eyes get lazy because one of the things that they don't tell you is you actually build up antibodies against Botox. So over time, it can stop working. It's funny because muscle atrophy is a contraindication for Botox, but yet Botox can cause muscle atrophy. (laughs) So it's like this weird dichotomy, right? Well, that was something that I was worried about that I was like, Botox, like won't because it stops the muscle from working. So that's what I was worried about. I was like, won't it eventually atrophy? And then you have other issues with that. So now you're, you're just 
your time. Absolutely. So, and if you start too young and here's the thing, they're marketing it to younger and younger women, mm-hmm. according to the really shouldn't start using any of that stuff till over the age of 24, once you're past your full development age, right? But if you start and they're trying to market it as preventative, which is nonsense, because if you don't have the signs of aging and you start this stuff way too early in your late 20s, by the time you're 50 and 60 and, you know, and beyond and actually showing the signs of aging, well, have you built up antibodies at that point? Is it even going to work anymore? And how much have you put into your body? What is your toxic load? And I'm going to tell you this, and I've seen this firsthand, women losing, it's slowing their digestion, losing dexterity in their hands, you know, thinking they had carpal tunnel, but the scans show no. I've seen uh, histamine responses over time, even full-blown reactions to it. And I'll say this, and this is a staggering statistic. I told my girlfriend this the other day, and she got really upset with me when I told her this. 50% of the number of units of Botox that you receive, 50% of that number is equivalent to the number of mice that die in a lab receiving that same dosage. So if you're a vegetarian, a vegan, or an animal lover, you need to know Botox is not cruelty-free. Mm, yeah, definitely not. Oh, I mean, I mean, how much beauty? I like the clean beauty, yes, but like the most, I think most conventional beauty is not is not cruelty free. So let me ask you this: as somebody who has not received Botox, but where you know I've passed the ripe age of four zero, um, it's showing. <laughs> what are the alternatives to Botox? Yeah, so I'll tell you a few things that are my favorite go-tos, and you're going to love some of these. So number one, I do recommend having a good quality type 1 marine collagen supplement. Mm-hmm. Type 1 marine collagen is closest to the body's natural collagen production. And when it comes to hair, skin, and nails, it, it really absorbs best in the skin. So, and And it's not just a matter of having type one marine collagen. And there's a lot of different collagens out there. And it's not that they're bad. It's just that they function differently in the body. Some are good for bones and joints. Some are good for gut health. So it's a matter of that targeted treatment for hair, skin, and nails. That's how I'm looking at it. Sourcing is extremely important. So I recommend what, uh, you know, a product that is sourced from clean Scandinavian waters in Norway, they have higher standards in Europe and it's small fish. You, you know, you're not going to have to worry about the heavy metal toxicity, but also the blend blending with goji berries and acerola berry and aloe. Aloe, aloe is an amazing thing to help with the enzymes in the stomach, help to heal the intestinal tract, but also to keep hydration in the skin. Magnesium also keeps hydration in the bowel and in the skin. You always want to have those detox pathways open. So everything's constantly moving out. Um, and then when it comes to at home care, um, I, there's a peptide that I love that actually releases and relaxes the facial expressions. It's called argyraline. So if you have a good peptide product with argyraline at the top of the list, it can actually help to release and relax those facial muscles instead of going in and injecting to paralyze them. I would much rather use peptides, which are just building blocks and proteins for the skin. I'd rather have you use that with consistent use over time. It takes time to develop a problem. So if you're unraveling a problem, that also takes time. So it's about the consistent use. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that you can do at home also that I really love is gua sha. And I'm sure as a DOM, you're familiar with gua sha, but facial gua sha is amazing. Now, there's a lot of um, companies out there that'll tell you, you have to have 
jade, you have to have rose quartz. Honestly, it's not actually the type of stone that matters. It's just the actual massage itself. You could get a spatula and scrape your face, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but, you know, just using a good quality oil, good quality oils, like things like um, jojoba oil, you know, uh, almond seed, ap apricot oil, things like that. And um, I don't recommend using coconut oil because not all skin types can tolerate it. It can clog the pores, but the facial massage, and I'll tell you, when you start going like this with your gua stone and it's amazing you'll usually feel a ton of tension and stress release mm -hmm. you know and I, I remember one time I was looking in the rearview mirror and I was stressing over something I saw this crinkle starting right here and I was like oh no and I'm like in the mirror I'm like just massaging it out so massaging it out and, you know, doing the lymphatic drainage on the face will give you that, you know, simulation, you know, the lifting and the, and the, it's funny how when you actually work and stimulate the facial muscles, they have memory and it'll hold in place. So if you're doing all this stuff nightly on a regular basis, doing your lymphatic drainage, you're going to notice a more contoured, lifted appearance in the skin. So that's kind of like my tip for at home. Um, and there are treatments. So, you know, you were talking about facial rejuvenation through acupuncture. I'm a big fan of that. I know it works. I've seen it firsthand. And I also um, provide treatments like microcurrent and radio frequency. The fact is, is you can't inject enough here to lift here. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're seeing Sorry, for all of us who uh, everybody who's listening. Um, Angelica is referring like you can't inject enough into the cheeks. Um, to um, improve what, what the turkey, the neck and jaw, the neck, yeah, <laughs> the neck yeah. and jaw. Because it's so true. Because you know it can look all great on the face, and then you look at the person's neck, and like you know, unless they're wearing a turtleneck and hiding it all, like you can you can see that it's not, you know, not having the same effect. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're wanting to light to tighten, lift and tone, you know, jowls and the neck and the jawline and stuff, going to injectables for that is not a good idea. That's where you're seeing a lot of celebrities and stuff get a much wider appearance to the top top of their face, you know, that diamond shaped face. Mm -hmm. um, they keep going out and out and out. And then next thing you know, they have an irregular appearance because they've lost like their natural facial symmetry from that. And so um, I do a series of treatments with my clients, but I'll tell you, since I paired it with the skin nutrition and then the proper skincare and all of, and then I, you know, go through diet, stress management, a lot of other things. It has helped me to collapse timelines. So we get results faster and we require fewer treatments in the treatment room. But you're absolutely right. There is a time commitment with that stuff. And I, I tell people, um, I have so many people that come through my door that have even had surgical procedures. And my experience has been is quite often they're trading one problem for another. Yeah, totally. And so they're coming to me for corrective work, you know, after they've had a procedure just because of some other issue they've developed as a result of their surgical procedure or whatever. So, but, you know, even if, even if you are one of those people that you're like, well, I'm conservative, I only get a little bit, you know, here or there. Um, if you go and you do these other treatments, you know, as maintenance, that should be your proactive preventative care. Mm -hmm. Do those things because it can prolong uh, the the amount of time in which you need to go back for your injectables mm -hmm. and reduce the amount that you need in order to get the effects. So, mm -hmm. you know, I like to kind of meet people where they're at. Sometimes people know my stance and know I'm not an advocate or a fan, you know, of, of these synthetics. But, um, and I'll throw this out there. One thing that's really um, 
beneficial too for facial rejuvenation is what's called PRP or PRF, where they can extract your blood and use the platelet-rich plasma or the fibrin. Mm -hmm. So if there are practitioners in your area, you can look for that too, because I would rather see you inject your own plasma for filler Mm -hmm. than to do synthetics, you know. Yeah, they're doing that actually for like ovarian rejuvenation and uterine rejuvenation. PRP is becoming kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to be interviewing a fertility doctor about what they're doing with it in the reproductive system, but we're, we're seeing more like both in beauty and infertility with stem cells, with PRP. Um, it's very interesting. But so what I'm hearing from Yeah, me- it's amazing for rejuvenation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what I'm hearing from you is that, that, you know, there are treatments available. You do those and, and can explain more about those. Um, but that really beauty is a lifestyle. Yes, and- it is very much so. And that's why, you know, especially during the pandemic, I was looking for ways to serve and support my clients where they weren't dependent to, on seeing me in the treatment room. Mm-hmm. And that's where I adopted different technologies that could actually um, that were available to the consumer mm-hmm. that could stimulate the copper peptides and the stem cells in the body or using, you know, frequency therapy and microcurrent at home mm-hmm. to be able to stimulate things like skin elasticity. Um, but also, you know, just really create balance to a multitude of things with the body when it comes to mind, body and spirit. You know, there's you could, uh, you know, balance the meridians within the body, the different organ systems, things like that, because all of those things are interconnected. And so my, my clients really appreciated that, especially with the nutrition and everything where I could say, Hey, here's what you can do at home. This empowers you, gives you personal responsibility that you can care for yourself in between the times that you see me, or even if you can't see me and you have these tools at your disposal um, to really look and feel your best, even if you're not a regular in the, in the spa or in, in the clinic. That's so awesome. I think that empowering with knowledge um, and, and how to do it at home is great. And, and I'm going to be booking my session with you so you can tell me uh, exactly what I can do at home and if I need any gadgets. I've been hearing about, there's, there's this buzz in my association, the American Board of Oriental Reproductive Medicine, about this machine called the Saluma. And people are using the Saluma for, you know, reproductive health and um and egg quality but i've also heard that it's good for the skin do you are do you are you familiar with that machine yeah yeah so uh light therapy whether it's infrared or it's uh, uh led light therapy there are benefits and you know it, it, it's so cool because um over the last several years i mean i i work with a lot of frequency devices to begin with in my practice and so when you understand the science and technology behind of it you know you get i get pretty geeked out but um it, it it's all based off of different light waves and different frequencies and how it can target the different layers of the skin or the different organ systems or detoxification. And, um, you know, I, I think it was Albert Einstein that said, you know, the medicine of the future will be measured in, in, in energy and frequency. Mm-hmm. And so now there's actually even a term that was coined called electroceuticals, mm-hmm. where it's like they're finding these ways to stimulate the body's repair process by using electrical current and microcurrent. There's PEMF devices, pulse electromagnetic frequency devices, all these different things. And now it's not just dependent on going to your practitioner because it used to be like to go to to receive these treatments. It was this robust software. You sit in the chair, you'd have to hold rods for polarity, all this stuff. Now they've pared it down for the individual user. 
And now there's access to the consumer, which is great because between your visits to your practitioner, you're collapsing timelines and you're maintaining yourself on a, on a daily basis rather than waiting until the next time you visit the office, which is great. So yeah, light therapy is, is, is powerful as well. I mean, you know, think about it, just going out in the sun for 20 minutes a day, you know, what it does for, you know, regeneration and our vitamin D levels, which help with hormone regulation. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. it's just this whole ripple effect. And if you live in an area where it's cold more than it's, than it's warm or it's cloudy or gray, having light therapy is, is extremely beneficial to the body because you're not getting it from natural sources like you would if you lived in a warmer climate. So I, I'm a big fan of all of those things to regenerate the, you know, anti-aging and regenerative. I, I love the regenerative aspect. So rather than treating, we're actually supporting the body's repair process yeah. so it can repair itself. Yeah. And when you do that, you can actually, there's a tipping point where your body regenerates and repairs. And then there's a tipping point where once you're past that, then you actually start to reverse the aging process. Mm-hmm. And so I do have clients that look younger after working with me and progressively after time than they did when they first came to see me. And that, and these are people that are like 56, 57, 58 years old. And it's like, they look younger now than they did several years ago when they first started seeing me. Oh yeah. That's exciting. No, it's amazing. I, I have, um, I have patients that are coming either for herbs or acupuncture and they'll come back and they'll be like, people are asking me what I'm doing, like why I look so good. And I'm like, that's just because your insides are changing and it's just showing, um, in your aesthetic. Like I'm, I'm literally not even targeting that. We're just, you know, bringing down inflammation. We are getting you healthier, bringing down acid levels, balancing the gut bacteria, all those things, healing the gut, just like, you know, the things that you've been talking about, but you know, I, I, I will see results with my work indirectly because of getting the body healthier, but I love that you have all of the answers for all. I I have so many questions for you. Like I want to know about acne, cloasma, you know, more about, you know, like what techniques to use, but we want to make sure to keep this podcast um, to a certain length to make sure that listeners stay, stay tuned in. So um, Angelique, you are so amazing. What, um, what would you leave our, our guests with today in terms of like, here are a couple action items that you can start with. If you can swap out one product, you know, to really make your skin look better, I say, stay away from like the gel cleansers that foam, those tend to wash away and strip the oils. They have surfactants that'll strip the oils. And then you're trying to put everything back that you took away, switch to a calming, hydrating, soothing, creamy cleanser. Mm -hmm. And then you're not stripping a bunch of stuff away. And then you could, if you want, put on a serum and then your SPF or just put on your moisturizer, run out the door. You know, if you're a simple person, I'll meet you where you're at. But that one thing, just swapping out the cleanser and not strip, because a lot of times we think we have fine lines and wrinkles, but we're actually just dehydrated or depleted. (laughs) So it's amazing how you'll plump up and smooth out with the right things. But um, yeah, you know, I am available for uh, beauty coaching, coaching virtually. I'm always happy to evaluate all the aspects that contribute to your appearance. And so Angelique, where can our listeners find you? Absolutely. So I am on uh, Facebook is my biggest platform. I am on Instagram as well. Um, Holistic Beauty by Angelique. 
Um, I'm also under AngeliqueRenee.com. That's R-E-N-A-E. And uh, you can find me there. And uh, I have downloadable eBooks. I've got, you know, a, a lot of my interviews posted on there. Or if you want to fill out an online uh, form to apply for a, a consultation or a discovery call as a licensed practitioner, you can find me there and we can set a schedule a time to talk personally. Great. Well, thank you so much for being with us. It was such a great um, conversation and I'm excited to have you back to maybe hone in on some specific topics. I'm sure I'm going to get some good feedback from our listeners and, and see which areas they're most interested in and, and maybe we can go at this again. Absolutely. I would love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community and I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.